Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Let's focus on BC politics uh, for a moment. Last year, you may remember John Rustad. He is uh, the MLA for the Nechaco Lakes area, which is around um, uh, Vanderhoof, but just north of um, north of Prince George. He was a member of the BC Liberal Party, longtime member of the BC Liberal Party, uh, but he decided to leave the party, or at the very least, he was booted out of the BC Liberal Party uh, by their leader Kevin Falcon after uh, Mr. Rustad uh, made some controversial tweets about climate change. Well, well, today, uh, Mr. Rustad joined the BC Conservatives. Joining me now to talk a little bit about this move is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Hello, Richard. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, good afternoon. So uh, in my intro here, uh, the, the for your title, it says Global BC legislative reporter and knower of things. So, <laughs> so as the knower of things, um, what uh, do you think led to Mr. Rustad? Not only, of course, he got booted out, uh, out of caucus last year, but what do you think, uh, why do you think he has now decided to join the BC Conservative Party? Yeah, so I think this has been inevitable for a while here. You'll remember back in the latest by-election uh, that we saw in Surrey, uh, John Rostad was out on the campaign trail uh, working for the Conservative Party of BC. And it seemed like Rostad was weighing the decision about whether he would just uh, flirt with the idea of, of joining the party or whether he would do it. And he's now announced he's doing it. I think part of it is to lend some credibility uh, to this party. It is the only conservative MLA now in the House, the first that we've seen uh, since John Van Dongen a decade ago. Uh, the party has not elected an MLA in a long, long time in this province. But it provides uh, a, a platform for the party in the legislature to put forward ideas and uh, produces a real challenge for the BC Liberals here. You know, you and I both know that in the last provincial election, there were a number of seats, I think five or six of them, uh, where uh, the margin uh, between the Liberals and the NDP uh, was that of the Conservative vote. So Conservatives moved from the Liberals, and the NDP picked up those seats in places like Abbotsford Mission, in Vernon Monashie, uh in Langley East. And uh, we'll see if that trend continues, but uh, this move could prove po- problematic for Falcons. It's also worth noting the reason why Rustad was booted was around sharing tweets, uh, questioning the science around climate change. And the Liberals have had problems, as you are acutely aware, with some of these issues around social conservatism and hard-right conservatism. We saw in the last election around issues where, you know, candidates for the party didn't support rainbow crosswalks, didn't support universal uh, contraceptives for women and and questions about climate change. You know, pulling that part of the party out, there are voters out there who support these ideas, and and Falcon's going to have to try to bring them back into the tent while also fighting for the heart of Metro Vancouver in the political centre uh, in some of these other swing seats with the NDP. Now, if you want to be an official party in BC, you obviously have yeah. to win seats. And to be an official, uh, official recognised as an official party, you have to win at least 
two seats or two MLAs that represent a political party. So he obviously isn't going to be recognized as an official party. Uh, but if he attracts one more person from, let's say, a BC Liberal caucus, that technically would make the BC Conservatives or would be they would be recognized as an official party, which means a bigger budget, does it not? Yeah, so there's a few reasons why it's important. One is the budget. So you come with it, you get a budget in the legislature, you get a budget to travel the province, to speak to people. You get questions every day in question period. And another part of this is it's an easier route to be included uh, in those debates around election time, which are so crucial for the leaders when people are watching politics very, very closely. And so I canvassed a number of BC Liberals today Uh, I am told that all of them have vowed their allegiance to the party. There is no intention for any of the sitting MLAs to join the Conservatives. But for a short period today, there was a tweet out there from the Conservative Party of B.C. subtweeting one of my tweets saying, you know, we just need one more for official party status. Stay tuned. So clearly the recruiting drive is on to try to attract one of those further right candidates to potentially join, and then they have the same standing as the B.C. Greens would uh, in the legislature. And, you know, this is in part why the B.C. Liberals are contemplating this name change, right? They have put forward that they are going to be changing to B.C. United. It may or may not happen for the next election. And that is largely a play to try to show this united front through all parts of the free enterprise coalition and get rid of that liberal name to try to appeal to conservative voters in this province. Uh, are there any MLA's names that are being mentioned in regards to <laughs> joining Mr. Uh, Mr. Rustad? I mean, you're spe- you'd be speculating, but I'm okay with speculation sometimes. You, you, know, you know who his friends are, right? So I spoke to Ellis Ross. Uh, John Rustad chaired Ellis Ross's leadership campaign. Uh, they are close friends. Uh, when I asked Ellis Ross about it today, he said, I'm not considering a change right now. And, you know, Ellis um, w- says he's still close friends with Rustad, that he thinks it's great that we have more voices, more parties in the legislature. So that's one name. Uh, Tom Shapitka is another name. Again, someone who has worked with Rustad in election campaigns. And uh, Keith Walter and I were looking at the numbers earlier, Jazz. And, mm-hmm. and the one sort of that stuck out was in a riding where someone may be worried about losing their seat if a conservative runs against them, and that's Bruce Bandman in Abbotsford. So nobody, no conservative ran against Bandman in the last election. He won by a few thousand votes. There is a possibility that if a conservative runs there, that could mean you know, that seat's in play for the conservatives, for the liberals, or for the BC NDP. So maybe that's someone as well that can consider it. Again, speculation, looking at who knows Rustad, where people lean on the political spectrum. I think the interest from Liberals now is winning the next election as Liberals or as BC United, whatever it is. But there may be an appetite for people that if they believe they can further their political career, mm-hmm. then maybe the Conservative Party of BC is their ticket. I'm not so sure it's a, it's a long-term viable option in provincial politics, but you know, those are the sort of people that may be looking at what this looks like to, to help that party out, give it status and, and help them out financially and, and, and increase their profile so they can have a dialogue with British Columbians about what they stand for. Yeah, this is the challenge that I see, and I could be wrong here, but we're in an era of populism, so it's very difficult to be a centrist party. Now, the BC Liberals or Socrates prior to that generally were a coalition of federal liberals and federal conservatives. Uh, 
it's difficult to keep that centrist coalition together at the best of times, never mind in an era of populism. You've talked about, obviously, interior voters in, in, in interior MLAs. They may lean a little bit more conservative. But where the, where the seats are, where they need to win, Vancouver, Surrey, Burnaby, New Westminster, let's say the Tri-Cities as well, um, I would say the liberal name actually helps. And so as Mr. Falcon uh, is trying to deal with the challenges and attacks on the conservative side of things, he's still got to work towards uh, dealing with those centrist voters that are in Vancouver and Surrey and, and the Richmonds and the Coquitlams. He's got a tough challenge ahead of him. Christy Clark taught the lesson on how to do this well. In 2013, leading up to that election, she was fighting this two-flank war, that she had the NDP charging forward in Metro Vancouver, like you said, going after those liberal voters. At the same time, John Cummins had launched this conservative party again. Uh, we had John Van Dongen joining the party. All of this was happening. So what Christy Clark did is she went out and found some high-profile senior conservative MPs, John Reynolds, Stockwell Day. There were others who came and helped her shore up the right wing of the party, uh, leading up to the election, that issue went away, and then she moved back to the center and could focus in on winning that election. Falcon doesn't come from the liberal part of the party like Christy Clark did. So moving towards that is a little bit harder for him, but he needs to find conservatives like Pierre Polyevre and other well-known federal conservatives here in the province to try to fight off that B.C. conservative wing and then he could focus in on winning the election in the center, which is, you and I know, that's where you win this election. Federal conservatives largely vote for the B.C. Liberals. Federal NDPers largely vote for the provincial NDP. It's those federal liberals that ultimately determine who's going to be the premier of British Columbia. I just had Christy Clark on the show at 5 o'clock. We were talking about uh, bringing in happy hour uh, 10 years ago, so she's much <laughs> more interested in talking about that than getting involved with the, the John Rustad issues because she's had to deal with it in the past. But it, once again, BC politics reminds you can drive any person to drink because it's always yeah, ever-changing. Yeah. Ever she, she did it better than anyone we've seen, and, that, and, and Kevin Falcon needs to look at that playbook and say, Christy did it once. And that's the way that you can replicate it to try to neutralize uh, losing those votes on the right. That is true, but they're always they're, they were both frenemies as well. So I'm not sure how much he wants to be. Richard, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure as always. Thanks, Taz.